Welcome back to the LED Project Podcast. My name is Kyle Krieger, and I am here this early morning with Wilkie Law. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, sir. Doing well. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, we have found that in our both busy schedules that 5.35 in the morning is the best time for us to try to record this. So we are, we're getting after it early before we both got to do our, uh, do our school things. And it actually feels pretty good because I'm, I'm starting to wake up and I'm, and I'm feeling good going into it. Well, you're starting to wake up. I've been up for two hours already. So, um, I've been, I've been doing pretty good getting in the bed and waking up about three, three thirty. So yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we are going to uh, get in to clear the air, so I'm going to let you take that starting out. Um, man, I guess right now I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at everything that's going on in the world. You know, we just had this situation over in um, Las Vegas, um, situation in Puerto Rico, in all the Caribbean, U.S. Virgin Islands. You know, here in Houston, what we deal with with Harvey. Um, you know, there's so much going on in our world right now. There's so much that, that is dividing us. And I guess my areas right now, just, I just want people to get back to that common thread of humanity. That one thing that connects us all, no matter what you are, black, white, left, right, red or blue, elephant or donkey, it doesn't matter what, what you are, what you, what label you put on yourself deep down, strip all the skin off of us, strip, strip off all of the other stuff. All of our idealizations, we're still humans, and we have to remember that human strand in everything that we do, and that's the only way we're going to be able to make this this world. Um, I, I don't want to use you know make America great, but make this world a better place. Um, I think that's our job as as human beings is is to come here and make it a little bit better for the next generation. And right now, man, it, we just need, we need that. that that true, true hope, the people that, that really have the hope that it can change and to put things in place that will force that change. So that's kind of my right. clear the air. Yeah, you know, and just when you were saying that, too, I, you know, make America great again. I'm not trying to rail against a person, but, you know, like great is such a subjective term to everybody. Like, right. I think it's so much easier to look at. Am I making the world better? And it's such a and I think I think making it great is harder to kind of quantify than am I making the world better? Right. Absolutely. You know, so um, for me, clear the air, it's uh, kind of a family thing. You know, it's so strange how different my family dynamic is and not like in a bad way, but you know, it's been two and a half weeks since I've seen my nephews and like, it's so strange now how I miss them so bad and I want to see them like every single weekend when for two years mm -hmm. I saw them twice or three times a year. Um, you know, now, now that I'm back and, you know, getting, getting invited to everything and, and having to turn certain things down and it, it's such a different dynamic and I, and I love everything about it. It's been awesome. Um, apparently I need to find a bearded, Harry Potter character, not, um, not named Hagrid so that like we can do a in, in my hometown, we're doing kids Halloween, you know, like the business in town do a Halloween walk. And there's like 12 or 15 of us that are all doing Harry Potter. 
So um, my sister wanted me to be Ron Wesley. And she's like, but you would need to shave your beard. And I said, no. 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 I'm really not doing that. So, I mean, the family dynamic is so awesome. But it's 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 so strange how different it feels now that I'm here and I've got that time. And it's so mm-hmm. convenient for me to go and see them. But I'll, I'll see them this weekend. My younger sister... Uh, and her boyfriend are having a housewarming party. Uh, they moved into their house in the summer, so I'm excited. It'll be a good time. Hey, you should go as Rubius. I don't know who Rubius is. Rubius, the the like the big protector guy. Okay, I'll look, I'll look him up. All right. Yeah. Are you saying that because I'm so huge? You know you're Jack, but I'm saying it because he has a beard. You said a bearded character, so yeah, I need one. I need one. So all right, so. <laughs> Going into our Week Connect card, uh, just a little side note, we're really excited because I think we're going to see Chad in a couple, maybe three weeks. A couple of weeks, yeah. Three weeks yeah. out at UNM. Um, Weand.me is their website. Um, great guys, him and Will uh, doing big things. So our we're going to come back to one we haven't used in a while, and it is what is something that's happened to you recently that you're most excited about? Most excited. I'll be honest right now. I'm going to go straight nerd and say I'm excited about my learning right now. Um, Being in this doctoral program, though it's difficult, it's challenging. um, At the end of the day, man, it really um, it's expanding my learning at a rate that I I didn't think I could learn at. Um, And not just not just a regurgitative. No, not, not just I can get it and spit it back out, but actually I get it, I internalize it, and then when I turn around and share it, it the impact is there. So, you know, both in theory and in application, that that I'm really seeing the true manifestation of, of, of authentic learning. Yeah. Um, and it, it feels good. So it has me excited about what else is, if this is like this now, you know, what's going to happen later on down the line as I'm putting all the pieces together, so... I'm just storing it up because I know it's going to come a time that I'm going to need the log to, to, to burn a fire. So I'm trying to get it all and store it up right now so that I don't burn out at the end. So I'm yeah. excited about that, about my learning right now. Yeah. And I think for me, uh, just that love, that love of coaching is back. Um, <laughs> and in a selfish way, like it's, it's so awesome to have 80 kids who just like adore you and on the same token it's so awesome when you have the relationships that aren't attached really to academics like it's just that that coaching like the real life yeah the real life coaching and it and i think you know kind of going into what we're going to talk about with student success and detaching from it as a teacher I think a lot of time that student success academically puts a lot of pressure on the relationship, mm. you know, to where you, you, and, and I don't think you miss things, but it just, I think it's just a, a, a layer that adds a different dynamic. I don't know exactly what the dynamic is, whether it's better or whether it's worse, but I love the coaching aspect because I can just be super real with the, the kids and you know, you really, I felt like when I was in Houston, 
the most impactful relationships I had for the, the majority of the time were my coaching relationships. Like, and whether it was kids that I coached directly or kids that were other, you know, and it's not always, but I think it's just me being like in my element, like really, really in the element of what I do best. Mm-hmm. That's, that's been so fun. And, and when you're in your element doing the things you're supposed to do, you, it's so rewarding. And I think that's been, you know, like I go, I go to the varsity football games and they, 20 of them stand around me the whole game and like, not like around me in a semicircle, like shoulder to shoulder with me. So it's, it's been awesome. I've, I've really enjoyed it again, being back in that atmosphere. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. So what we wanted to bring to you today is just um, talking about how to, when necessary, detach yourself as a teacher from student success. And, and this has been something I've been thinking about the last couple of days and the last couple of weeks is just as a teacher, obviously our job is to help our students be successful. Mm-hmm. But at some point as a teacher and as a person, I have to detach myself from that student success because ultimately it's a choice on the student. And, and the student has to at some point be the one responsible for their learning and their success. And at that point, I have to step back and say, at, at some point, there has to be this point where you step back and say, I've, I've done enough. Like I've done everything I can to give that student the opportunity to be successful. I agree. I, I, I agree a hundred percent. I think the, the focus on outcomes and accountability for funding has kind of lessened the true essence of what education is. Um, education is a drawing out of something that's already inside of a student. It's that pulling a student to a place that they, that, that somewhere, you know, it's like you can't teach an, an acorn to become an oak tree it's going to be what it's going to be because of what's inside of it. All I can do is nurture it. And I think we've gotten away from that nurturing aspect of education to nurturing the minds of students to, to, to help them develop into what they want to become that we've become so outcome-based focused. I need you to get me a measure. I need this measure to be consistent. I need it to increase by this. I need it to increase by that without looking at what is the real effect that that's having on the individual students. And I think because we've now, it, it trains teachers to look at students automatically and give them a numerical value versus, as I was saying earlier, that humanity value. I'm not helping another human. I'm helping, I'm trying to make them get their scores up. I'm not helping someone become a better person. I'm trying to make sure they can pass this test. Um, and like I say, I, I get that testing is essential in in the learning process, but I think that life itself presents itself with enough tests for us to apply the things that we've learned. And I just, I can say, I just, I just really feel like that, that you know, we've talked about it, you know, before about the character education and that being a big part of education that's kind of missing right now. Um, and you being in the, in the new classroom environment that you're in, get an opportunity to kind of touch on that a lot more than, you know, the traditional teachers, 
Uh, but I think that, that that is something that we have to really look at and say, okay, what's most important? Is it the outcome that the students get on the assessment or is it the outcome that the student becomes when they're, when they're an adult? Yeah, you know, and I, I I don't recall exactly where who who the quote the quote is attributed to. I saw it on my Instagram earlier this week, but it you know it is you know in education we we teach them some content and then we give them a test. But in life, you know, you get a test and then you get your education from mm-hmm. from the test, and and that's just really where, um, like you said, with my students, it, it's just me wondering where the line is between me allowing them to to do the best they can and like you said to be responsible for themselves and you know me giving them the opportunity the best opportunity I can give them um to be successful you know when I look at it sorry go ahead I just want to touch on that real quick the responsibility piece that you just we were just talking about because I remember my growing up my mom used to always say if you want someone to be responsible, you have to give them something to be responsible for. And I think that we miss the, 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 that in the idea is that we want to hold kids accountable and, give, and, and, and make them responsible, but we're not giving them anything to be responsible for. We're not holding them to a set of values, a set of guidelines that draws them to, to help them create their own conclusions and build their own assumptions on situations. We, we don't give them, you know, the big issue with my daughter and, you know, giving her phone, do we give her a phone? Don't we give her a phone? Uh, She needs to be more responsible. She loses stuff. Well, if you don't ever give her things to be responsible for, then how will she ever learn responsibility? You can't. The responsibility is only learned through experience. And if we, if we try to, we want to, you want to teach and then have them experience, as you just said, you know, we can't, we can't do that. That's not, it's, it's counterproductive in the actual learning process. You know, I, I think, you know, you know, I, I subscribe very heavily to the problem-centered approach of learning. Um, and I think that if you start out with a problem, let me struggle with it. Let me build new neural pathways. Let me develop my own assumptions, my own mental schemes of how it's going to work. And once that happens, that learning is concrete. It's cemented into my mind. It's not going to move. But if you tell me what you do, I'll forget what you tell me. But I won't forget what I do. And our job as educators is to put students in an environment to where they can learn on their own. But at the same time, they have a facilitator there that's going to help to to kind of buffer the failures, support during those failures, celebrate those wins, and kind of guide them toward their own development of what they want to become and what they want to do. Again, it, it, it boils down to simply what is that one thing that we want students to take away from education? And it's how to, how to, how to self-govern, how to be truly authentic to who they are. Yeah. yeah and to, you know, to, to advocate for themselves and to be Absolutely. able to, to do those things. And I think, you know, when teachers are the ones who are driving the motivation, like, we have to come back to the reality that in eight months, most of us are going to have a completely different set of kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we're the driving motivator, what, what happens when that kid leaves us? Like, what, what have we done to, 
give that kid the opportunity to to kind of learn how to self-govern and self-motivate. And like you said, it, it ultimately comes down to what what truly do we want out of education? And everybody can say on a on a micro level that we want to give our kids the best chance to be successful in life. But on the macro level, that's not what we go for. On the macro level, it's it it appears that all we care about is demonstrating that we're doing that demonstrating that we're teaching not mm-hmm. not demonstrating that our students are growing and learning and and maybe I haven't done enough research but I don't think there's a lot of research out there that proves that all of this testing and all of this content and material is linked to student success you know and I'm talking student success in terms of what are you going to be 10 years from now or 20 years from now? But in education, we don't have that time. You know, we, we, we say we're in education for the long haul, but we measure every year, you know, and I, one thing I can say that's good about, you know, the district in, in Aldine is that they have put in place that student growth model that, that stops saying, Oh, I need you to get every kid to this same level. And just started saying, can you make every kid better? So big shout out to Aldine ISD for, for putting that in place for, for their teachers. So it kind of does what we say. It kind of detaches the teacher away from the actual outcomes and it connects the teachers to the growth. It's, it's not a, a standard. You're not, you're not being measured against a standardized curve or, or mark. You're, you're taking at least numerically you're taking each kid as an individual and saying can we grow this kid from where they are at right can they leave me better than what they came and i think that that is a model that that should be adopted um again and and again and it's represented also in how the the the, our invest model the teacher appraisal system is, is is done the same way so i think that that's something that we have to, I mean, I think they're doing something good. Um, I didn't mean to plug that, but hey, it's a good plug. Um, because when people are doing well, I think we should be notified. And and also not only noticed for what we're doing, but also taking what we're doing and saying, okay, if it's doing that, then how can we still make that better? Because it's not just the kids that we want to be better. We want our schools to do better. We want our teachers to do better, our administrators to do better, our superintendents to do better. And everybody held to that same growth model because, you know, as I told my teachers last two years ago, if you're not growing, you're dying. Anything that stops growing, it, it's, it's, it's dying. So um, we have to constantly be on that 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 goal to strive to do better. Mm-hmm. You know, and once you've reached the pinnacle where you're 100 percent of 100 percent, then you're now your job is can I get a hundred to hundred percent of the people around me to reach a hundred percent using the same knowledge that I just used? You know, and I think that's too. And and once you're a, I think it's once you're a hundred percent in one area. You know, it reminds me of the story of the monk who was pouring the hot tea into the teacup, and it overflows because he never, you know, he never poured it. He just continued to pour into it, but none of it ever got poured out. And I think, you know, once you get to 100% on whatever level you're on, I think that's when you expand and your 100% becomes something different. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're going to have a new responsibility. And like you said, if you're at 100% and in five years you're still at that same 100% and 
and you haven't grown any differently, then, then you've, you've regressed. I would say like your hundred percent is good this year, but there should be every year a growth and a progression or an evolution, whichever, you know, words you want to say in, in your skill, you should, you should constantly be growing. Absolutely. And, and I think that's, on you know on a micro level and I that's what I love about our program and what the vision is for our our organization is we're going to start at the micro level and just work with as many teachers as we can right ultimately do we want to be in colleges do we want to be in teacher preparation programs do we want to have a voice in the national conversation yes we absolutely do but we know that right now and I, I think always our our best work is going to be done directly with the teachers. Absolutely. Because you know that that's where you can have the most impact because the teachers are directly going to the kids. So we're going to go right to the right to the source of where we think the biggest difference can be made. Absolutely. And I believe that's a really good stopping point right there, sir. Nice. How about um you want to send us off? Yeah, you know, uh, it's it's the fourth of October, so we're a month. Everybody should be a month or so into it. You know, we've got our first round of parent teacher conferences tonight. But we were talking a little bit prior to coming on, and this is what we'll segue into next week. Um, talking about your practices, uh, make sure that you know w- with this detaching from student success, what we really think we should be looking at, and what I'm trying to look at, and what you're trying to look at is those practices we set out at the beginning of the year, those things that we said we were going to consistently do, are we doing them? And if we're not having the success that we want, taking an honest look at, okay, were the practices wrong or have I just fallen off of those practices with everything that goes with being a teacher? You know, like over four and a half weeks, like everything piles up and you get busy and all those responsibilities come up. So that's what we want to talk about next week with the uh, the three C's, which I'm looking forward to. So, um, yeah, that would that would be the two cents I would leave it with. Anything you want to leave them with? Just focus on the growth. Focus on the growth. All righty. Well, we appreciate you listening in, whether it's October 4th of 2017 or October 4th of 2020 or whenever you get this. Um, we appreciate it. Find us on Facebook or online at the LEDproject.com and we will be back with you next week.